I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, it's great to be here with you today, subbing in for Boyd Matheson. We've got a lot of guests on, and our next guest, uh, the Honorable Erin Mendenhall, who's the Salt Lake City Mayor, just completed her second year in office. And keeping with our theme of talking about business, uh, Mayor Mendenhall, we'd like to hear about the positive things that uh, you and your administration and the good people of Salt Lake City government, what you've done to help business succeed and prosper with such challenging, unprecedented times. Could you give us uh, some good news on this front? Hey, John, thanks for having me on. Uh, Yeah, Salt Lake City's real character is made up of small businesses, a lot of which are locally owned. Uh, 90% of the business licenses that Salt Lake City has issued are for small businesses. So it's not only, you know, kind of the character of what makes our neighborhoods unique, but it's also uh, what keeps our economy running. And before the federal government even started talking about what the CARES Act would look like, We put a million dollars out into the community for loans at the time. Some of those have been able to be rolled into grants to start uh, helping our small businesses that were impacted right away, especially in the hospitality industry. So it's been good to see that industry starting to recover. We've got 21 new restaurants in our downtown area uh, just last year in 2021, and I think a dozen more in development right now. Uh, so that is that's where our, our big focus is with economic development much of the time, especially during the pandemic. Well, that is great to hear. And we can see it and we can feel it downtown uh, that that we're just there's a resurgence about and there's this strong there's this fortitude amongst uh, residents and business people and visitors to Salt Lake City. And we can see the support from the city in that. Uh, you know, it was about a year ago, Mayor Mendenhall, I was still the United States attorney. And uh, you and I held a joint press conference to announce a public safety effort. And uh, from my perspective, uh, then being a, a public official, it was, you know, some of our basic things that we need to do in government is to provide a safe environment where commerce can happen, where business can happen, where we can flourish and be happy and prosper. Uh, we ended the year with some good news from Salt Lake City and the efforts from you and your police department uh, and how you've tried to address some of the public safety issues. Could you give us uh, some of the feedback on that, uh, the progress you've made, and maybe some of the reasons how that came about? Thanks, John. Thanks for your partnership back then as well. Um, we knew then at the, the beginning of the year that we were seeing something that unfortunately wasn't unique to our capital city. It's happening in cities across the country. 
And that was a, a dramatic, terrible increase in violent co- crime in particular, also property crimes. And overall crime um, had increased in Salt Lake City and, and, as I said, in a lot of parts of the country. Just an anomalous year, but it was nothing for us to shrug our shoulders and think, well, it'll be a better year next year. So we got to work with um, your former office, and we continue to work with those colleagues. And we've been able to put um, over 150 individuals who've committed felonies in Salt Lake City behind bars through the federal process, which means... They didn't necessarily go to the county jail where they have um, greater limitations in many cases than the jails that that office works with. So those people are um, seeing justice delivered. They're being held and seeing some their court dates come to fruition. So we're going to keep doing that. And in the meantime, since 2020, the beginning of 21, we've seen a decrease by just over 5% in crime overall compared to 2020. In the middle of that, we, it's a 32-point reduction in crime from its worst point that we hit in March of 2021. So there's a lot that happened between January of last year and this year, um, and that includes a, you know, a, an exodus of police officers that we saw that hit an all-time low in July of last year. We've now started to pretty dramatically recover. We started a class of 25 officers just this morning, which brings our our numbers to a much more manageable place. But it's been a wild ride, and it's really been about creativity um, through our crime control plan and partnerships to help us execute these things. And I think that this is the way that cities and certainly capital cities need to function going forward into the future. Yeah, you're right. You know, yesterday was National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and uh, I saw some tweets from you and Chief Brown and uh, thought about you yesterday. And those police officers, the men and women of law enforcement who really go out of their way to keep us all safe and so that we can sleep at night while they're out keeping us safe. But it makes a difference um, in people's lives, uh, the residents of Salt Lake City for sure and the businesses. You have a lot of things on your plate, Mayor. You have, um, you have down to potholes on up to these big issues that we've been talking about this afternoon. I read an article in the Desert News over the weekend uh, from an interview of you, and the, the question was posed to you, what is the thing that's most challenging to you? And the issue that you stated was homelessness. And we have uh, these good brothers and sisters of our human family uh, who are out there without a home, without resources, is this something that weighs on your mind, Mayor? Every single day. It's unequivocally the hardest issue that our capital city faces. And we are in the vast minority, but we're not alone. I know that our, our municipal uh, friends in Ogden, uh, definitely St. George, sometimes Provo as well, Logan, um, as sort of central cities to those parts of our state, also receive the majority of individuals in need of services for the surrounding communities. Um, And there is far less responsibility in terms of partnership across the board, financial support from the state and from other cities who do not host, um, than there should be. This is a statewide, it's even a national crisis. And it's not new. Of course, it's been um, a subject, I think, of probably every mayoral race since Uh, the early years of the creation of the city and cities across the country. But there are a a number of things, including the pandemic and the economic pressures it's created, that have increased our numbers of homelessness. 
it hasn't increased the the rate of participation of cities who um, right at this point really don't participate except by uh, as city council people and mayors have told me to my face if they see an individual experiencing homelessness in their communities they put them in the back of a cop car and bring them into salt lake city and they say they tell me that i think meaning from a humanitarian standpoint because there are resource, some resources here that people can access. Um, but honestly, that is not something that any single city can sustain on behalf of the 17 other cities surrounding us. So we're looking to the legislature. We're looking to work together to bring some recognition to this um, real inequity and in support and responsibility. And it's a tremendous challenge for us. Well, in all these challenges we've talked about with business and with public safety and with homelessness, it's not like you can sequester one of these issues out. Um, where are the partnerships that you have on public safety? Why can't we have those type of partnerships on the homelessness issue? This is America. This is Utah. This is the capital city of Salt Lake City. This is a place where we can come together and solve very difficult problems. And so I hear you and I echo your remarks that this isn't just the mayor of Salt Lake City who needs to think about this day and night. This is an issue for all of us in Salt Lake County and throughout the state. And I, and hopefully, as uh, the members of the legislature drive in for their session next week and drive through the streets of Salt Lake City, they can see the improvement, but they can also see the things that we hope to continue to work on in Salt Lake City. And on that note, as we wind up here, Mayor Mendenhall, we're trying to end on positive notes. What positive advice or feedback would you give to the residents, visitors, and business people of Salt Lake City about what's in store for 2022 and goals that you have that you hope to accomplish? Ooh, can I have more than one minute, John? I'll give you one minute and 10 seconds, Mayor. Anything for you. Well, I'll, I'll plug that my state of the city is going to address that, and that's on January 25th. Um, and, and it's more like 40 minutes worth of content. But this, the future is bright, and actually what's going on right now is wonderful. In the state of Utah and in Salt Lake City, we have about 50% occupancy coming back into the city where we got down in about 20% level. Um, at worst parts in the pandemic, we're alive. The businesses are open. Come and be a part of Salt Lake City, uh, whether that's for recreation or entertainment, shopping, and also that we are working hard to make sure that the city is a livable place for all the residents who are here and for the businesses who um, open their doors and invite us inside. So work with us at city government. If you're a resident, if you're a business owner here, we want to hear from you. We want to work with you and we want to make it easier for you. And uh, as the strongest economy in the nation here in Utah, Salt Lake City at the Capitol is wanting to connect that growth and prosperity to everyone here. And we're passionate about it. So. Uh, let us know if you have some ideas and you're one of our residents or businesses here. We're glad you're here, and we want to make it easier for you. The Honorable Erin Mendenhall joining us here on Inside Sources. We thank her for taking time out of her very busy and demanding schedule to share some thoughts with us. Coming up on Inside Editions, what are the biggest cybersecurity threats facing Utah businesses? Dennis Rice, who's the special agent in charge of the FBI for all of Utah, Idaho, and Montana, joins us next to discuss this and how we can protect ourselves and our businesses from future attacks. This is Inside Sources. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.